You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. I'm Alex Chester. With me, as always, in a quarantine across the world is Akiva Wienaker. Wheels, how's it rolling? I'm not in quarantine. Oh, you're not? Oh, just uh, no. oh, just those of us in the tri-state, I guess? I mean, I'm allowed to leave my house. I, yeah. I don't usually leave my house anyway. Yeah, that's true. I had a tweet making fun of you last week. I mean, here in, uh, in Bergen County, New Jersey, everything's been closed. The schools, the synagogues, the restaurants are like takeout only. Can't like sit and congregate with any group of people. We have a guest on our podcast today, and the guest and I were discussing possibly getting together for some kind of like fire pit hangout this evening, but we may be violating protocol. So Amir Bednarsh, welcome. Is this your first uh, first time as a solo guest on the podcast? I know you've been in the background on like the beer tournament and whatnot, but. Uh, yeah. Hi, everybody. Um, I believe this is. Um, I was on the Seinfeld podcast with Akiva and Rob, and I am a, uh, a patron, but I don't think I've ever officially been on 32 fans, so. Happy to be here. Yeah. Who knows more about Seinfeld, you or uh, your good friend, A.B. Sutton? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, A.B. can obviously beat Maddie in trivia, but what he can't beat is his wife telling him to prepare for Corona. So he (laughs) is not here, and I am. (laughs) All right. So we are going to jump right back in where we left off last week. It's the round of 32 in the 32 fans bracket to determine the best Seinfeld character and if precedent serves, by next week, you'll also be uh, guesting on the Curb Your Enthusiasm Rahat podcast, Amir. Oh, I hope so. That'd be great. Yeah, that's how it worked for our previous guest, Ali Lasher, who's now too big for us, Akiva, so she can't come back into the next round. Yeah, I, well, she said she wanted to be like it, the first episode we did was so well received. She wanted to be like George and yeah. leave on a high note. There was no upside. All right. That's it for me, everybody. So on that note, let's jump right into this tournament. Uh, there's a lot going on. Everybody's got a lot of, well, actually, you know what? We should really do like a seven hour podcast because if people are stuck at home, like they got nothing else to do but listen to podcasts, right? There's no sports yeah. to watch on TV. Unless they're watching biathlon. Oh, so the biathlon is still is still ongoing. Hasn't been canceled yet. They they rush the Americans in the middle of the night. Like the second Trump speech happened at nine nine p.m., they they like woke them up and ran them to the airport and got them out of the country. So you can still fly to Europe, I think. You just can't fly back if you're from. One you of- can fly if you're a citizen. They let you fly back. Yeah, that's true. They're they're not like enforcing it. I don't know. Yeah, it's also the three countries where Trump owns golf courses were all accepted. You know, it's very uh, yeah. Oh, for yes, sure. Very very official. Uh, what was what was also that made up region he made up in Europe? Yeah, um, yeah, it was an exp- it was a term I never heard of before, but um, I forgot. All right, well, well, let's make sure those people don't come in, whoever they are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, so we're going to jump right into this. Uh, Amir, 
we'll give you a chance. Did you have any opinions in the first round of egregious errors, in your opinion, in, uh, in decisions we made in any of the first round matchups? Nothing felt super egregious to me. I mean, I certainly disagreed with a few things, um, but nothing that really would impact, you know, the Sweet 16. It's, guy, you know, it's guys that could have gotten out of the first or second round, um, but, you know, nobody that's going to make a difference when it comes down to the championship. Okay. And so as we go through these matchups, if there's somebody who you don't think deserves to be here, they should have lost last week, you can let us know. We're going to start uh, okay, right at the note. top of the uh, Thrifty 32 round. It's Jerry Seinfeld going against Peggy. Look, we don't have to name names or point fingers or name names. <laughs> Me and her have had our problems. She and I have had our problems. You and I, and she and you. Don't you drag me into this. This is between you and her and her. Yes, and I'm convinced that if she were here with us today, she would agree with me too. Who? Her? Where is she? Ah, this is part of the problem. I thought I was part of this problem. You're a huge part of the problem. But I think that at its core, this is a Susie and Elaine problem that requires a Susie and Elaine solution. And who better to do that than... Elaine and Susie, Susie and Elaine. I said last week I'm a big Peggy fan. Uh, she beat the Drake 3-0. Uh, she's here going up against Jerry. Obviously a very tough matchup. Amir, uh, do you have any takes on this matchup? Yeah, you know, I, I'm not a, a huge Jerry fan. Um, I mean, he's obviously a great character. But as you guys probably know, my favorite episode is the opposite. So, which means my favorite Jerry is literally when he's acting like a different character. Um, but I find Peggy just so unbearable. Um, and just, you know, to kind of take a step back um you know i think your um the way you voted last week was you know who you'd want to hang out with or who you want to spend a day at disneyland with i didn't really get it for me it's really which character do i want to watch who do i want to see who when they come on screen do i get more excited for um essentially you know who's the leon from curb so i'm gonna go with jerry every time because i can't stand peggy that was my take also with the slight nuance of there might be somebody who I find really annoying and hateful, but I enjoy watching them because they're an obnoxious ass. I, I wouldn't want to hang out with Newman, but he's very entertaining. I will say this in Peggy's defense. There's no one in this entire bracket who's going to be safer in the uh, corona era than Peggy, right? She's avoiding germs at all costs. Yeah, that, that, that's a fair point, although unfortunately she's going up against Jerry, who's also pretty good in his own right. The man yeah, throws out true. shoelaces. Yeah, that's true. If a belt buckle touches the side of your urinal, it's gone. Akiva, Rob uh, really uh, ragged on you for sleeping through the podcast last week. Are you doing that again this week? No, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm wide awake. I'm here. I mean, listen, we're talking about Jerry Seinfeld versus Peggy. I don't think there's a lot of takes that really need to be, uh, you know... I think we have some obvious winners uh, in the round of 32. All right. Okay. So, uh, Jerry, enjoy your 3 nothing victory. And, Peggy, uh, stay away from germs. Let's get to the next matchup. A little bit closer, hopefully. It's Beth Luckner, everybody's favorite anti-dentite. Hey, what do you call a doctor who fails out of med school? What? A dentist. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. Dentist. Yeah, who needs them? Not to mention the blacks and the Jews. Against David Putty. I mean, what compels a seemingly normal human being to do something like that? You gotta support the team. Akiva, you go first this time. 
Yeah, I like Beth Wilkner. I think she's one of the better double-digit seeds in the tournament. You spelled her name wildly wrong. Uh, very unimpressive. It's just Luckner. It's not like Luckner. Like that's uh, how it's spelled on Wikipedia. So, yeah, that's got to be wrong. It's Luckner. I even see on Wikipedia it's Luckner. You're just a moron. Um, and uh, no, I like Putty. Uh, I'm not. I don't think Putty is a is a threat to make the final four out of this region. I know both you guys have now said you're anti Jerryites, so someone has to make it. But I don't know if it's going to come from Putty, but Putty's going to face Jerry in the next round. Yeah, I'm looking at it. It's, it's Beth Luckner, L-U-C-H-N-E-R, played by Deborah Messing. Okay. So well, then maybe I'm wrong. I um, see everywhere else on the internet. It's O-O. I, I'm on the list of Seinfeld characters. Should we go to like a – is there a Seinfeld wiki? IMDb is probably the best bet, right? Probably. But in the meantime, who are you voting for? Um, well, let's ask Amir – what, what was your opinion about Beth Luckner beating Mr. Lippman? That was a little bit controversial how that happened last week, where Ali sort of browbeat me and then reversed course immediately after I said I was voting for Beth Luckner. Right. You, you know, the truth is I, I remember this argument. Uh, you know, immediately I thought maybe Mr. Lippman, and then someone made the argument that he's not even the best boss she had or the best boss on the show. And, you know, that kind of stuck with me. So I'm okay with Beth because she, she kind of hits a home run when she gets on. That being said, I'm a big putty man. I mean, how many quotes do you have on a, you know, a weekly basis with, you know, got to support the team or do one of the high fives? Um, I feel like whenever he comes on, you know, he kind of hits, uh, he, hit, he, he gets a hit, he hits a home run. So I'm, 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 I'm a putty man all the way. By the way, for the record, on IMDb, the character is only identified as Beth, no last name. Okay. So, we don't all right, have so they're all guesses, I guess. I guess yeah. so, yeah. Um, all right, so, so Putty's going to win 3 nothing. I think, here. I don't, I don't love Putty. I think he's a little bit boring. You know, like the fact that he just, he's on that cross-Atlantic flight and he's just staring ahead with nothing to read, nothing to listen to, nothing to do. That drives me mad just like it does Elaine. And the kind of person whose brain is that empty that they could do that is not the kind of person like the, you know, that, that I find particularly entertaining. But he does have his moments. And, and right. listen, Beth, you're, you're canceled. You can't be an anti-dentite in 2020, let alone, you know, racist against Jews and blacks. So let's move to the next matchup, probably the weakest in this region, in uh, left, it's Mr. Morgan. You know what I have to tell you? You look a lot like Sugar Ray Leonard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you must do that all the time. I suppose we all look alike to you, right, Costanza? <laughs> what? No, 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 no. Against Yev Kassem, the soup Nazi. You know what? Does, has anyone ever told you look exactly like Al Pacino? You know, son of a woman. Hooah! Hooah! <laughs> Very good. Very good. You know something? No soup for you! Come back one year! Next! I mean, it's an interesting question here because you have, uh, you know, other than other than Yev Kassem's one uh, appearance in the, you know, in the in the finale, he's really a, one, a one-time character. There's not a ton of one-time characters left. So his one time is definitely better and more memorable than Mr. Morgan, right? Than his four times. Yeah. Well, look, I thought Susan Ross should be here, obviously. I thought Susan Ross was going to go to the Sweet 16 out of yeah. this pod. Yeah, but is is the dollar from Yev Kassem more than, like, a nickel here, 50 cents there? Does it add up to more than the dollar of Yev Kassem, Mr. Morgan's four cumulative appearances? This is a hard one for me. What's his best appearance? He's in the Wink. That's probably the best episode he's in, Who, right? Mr. That Morgan? Is, you know. Mr. Morgan, what's yeah. his best episode? Well, he's, I know the, I know the Soup Nazi's best episode, you dope. Yeah, he's uh, he's got the winking. He's got the the birthday card. He gets screwed over there. 
He's got. He's eating the yes. candy bar with the fork and knife, right? He he's, looks, a, he's also got mm-hmm. that that great line: the uh, Sugar Ray Leonard. The, I suppose we all look alike to you, right, Costanza? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, a classic. Yeah, so you screwed me again, Costanza. So he's a prominent part in four different episodes. Only one of them is a top tier episode. Uh, he's a solid part of all of them. I think I have to go with Mr. Morgan. Oh wow. So, uh, you know, I, th- I think this is tough, and honestly, I don't think either of them are making it out of the next round anyways. Yeah. Um, you know, Mr. Morgan's a great character. You know, he, 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 he does some nice things, but Yev kind of is in that one super famous episode. And while I don't love him, and I think, you know, that's the episode you get from most non-real Seinfeld fans of, oh, you know, I love the soup Nazi. I think I just got to go with Yev. You know, when he's there, it's great. So let him take this victory. Yeah, I'm I'm going to vote for him. I don't like that I am because I, I agree with Amir. Like, putting the Soup Nazi in the Sweet 16 is the kind of thing that, like, non-real Seinfeld fans would do. Yeah. Sort of like mm-hmm. your your casual Seinfeld fans. I th- Again, I think that Susan should have beaten him in the first round, and, and Mr. Morgan obviously doesn't belong here, but we don't seed from the 8th seed through the 16. We didn't seed. It was totally random. So Mr. Morgan had a breeze of a first-round matchup against uh, Larry, who, you know, was in six episodes, so got seeded even though he doesn't do anything. And... um. This is just this is this is this is this is like a fourteen versus a thirteen. Neither one of them should be here. But I'm going to vote for the soup Nazi, so he does make the Sweet Sixteen. Unfortunately, uh, let's go to the last uh, the last spot in the Sweet Sixteen out of the Jerry region. That's Jack Klompus against Estelle Costanza. Take the pen. Oh no! Go ahead. I couldn't. Come on, take the pen. I can't take Do it. Do me a personal favor. No, favorite. I'm not take the pen. I cannot take it. Take the pen. Are you sure? I'm positive. Take the pen. <laughs> Okay, thank you very much. Thank you. Gee, boy. Jack, what are you doing? Stop Jack, it. we should go. <laughs> it was nice meeting you. Nice to meet you. Thanks again, Come Jack. <laughs> She's adorable. What'd you take his pen for? Akiva, do you think Jack Klompus has any chance here? I don't think so. I think I think Klompus would have had a better chance against uh, the Soup Nazi or Morgan. Oh, for, for sure. sure. Yeah. I, uh, but I, I think it still has to win here. I'm anti-Klompus. I, I, I think Klompus, you could argue, is like a top 15 overall character, but this is a tough matchup for him. Is it still the favorite? Who knows? Coming out of this region. but uh... So, I'm getting an eye job. An eye job? Ma, you don't need an eye job. Georgie, I'm a divorcee. No, you're not a divorcee. You're just separated. You're, you're a separate day. Well, I'm out there, no, George. you're not out there. I am, too. You're not out there. You can't be, because I am out there. And if I see you out there, there's not enough voltage in this world to electroshock me back into coherence. <laughs> I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be Estelle versus Jerry. I mean, in my power rankings for this region, I had the favorite for the whole region being Estelle, and then I had her, the two biggest challengers there because you know, again, I think Jerry's kind of a, a straight man. I thought her two bi- biggest challengers were gonna be Mabel Choate, who she beat in the first round, and Jack Klompus, who yeah. she's beating in the second round. So I think after this, yeah, I think this- her second weekend is pretty easy. She's battle tested, right? She's gonna yeah. she's gonna come into the second weekend like why you will with this weekend, like knowing that they could take anything thrown at them. Yeah, Klompus deserves to be in the Sweet Sixteen, but it's a really tough matchup. Amir, are you gonna make an argument for Klompus or are you voting for Estelle? Yeah, you know, I hear what you're saying, and I, and I agree. I think I like having Estelle make it, and I feel really bad for Jack Klompus because he's absolutely a fan favorite here. Um, now, the the one thing he has going for him is that of the two Costanzas in the Costanza couple. She's definitely second, and if you include George of the three, she's probably third. So does she deserve to win if she's potentially the third best Costanza? 
Yeah, but it could be that just that whole family should be in like the final four. Like, you know, they're all amazing. Yeah, that's fair. Um, all right. I, you know, honestly, I would have loved to move Columbus up and he could take Yev Kassem's space, but there are rules. So I, I, I guess Estelle's got to take it. All right. Okay. So I think it's going to be 3 nothing. I, I kind of want to vote for Jack just, you know, so he doesn't get swept. But, that, you know, I have to be honest here. I was the only one deciding I'd advance Estelle. So I'm going to advance Estelle. Akiva, uh, do we move to the next region now? Is that how we're doing it? Yeah, let's, yeah I'll go to the bottom, uh, the bottom left region. Okay, so our four entrants in the Sweet 16 are Jerry, Putty, the Soup Nazi, and Estelle. Let's go to the Elaine region next. Elaine's uh, first matchup was against Kevin the Bizarro Jerry, obviously an easy 3-0 sweep. Now she goes against the Jiffy Park slash Jiffy Dump guy, who had a tough matchup against Poppy in the first round, but Poppy was sloppy. Uh, Jiffy Park, Jiffy Dump guy advances. And I'm going to repeat what I said last episode, which is the Jiffy Park, Jiffy Dump guy might be the only character or one of very few characters in Seinfeld who's batting a thousand. Every single time he says a line in the series, I laugh out loud at that line. And that's really hard to do. Excuse me. Uh, I think I made a big mistake. I, I'd like my deposit back, please. What's the problem? You got hookers turning tricks in my car. How's that for starters? Yeah, that is all hearsay. <laughs> all right. Very good. I'd like my car and my deposit back, please. Can't do it. What do you mean? If you read the agreement you signed, the deposit is non-refundable. Well, does it say anything in the contract about my car being used as a whorehouse? Because I don't remember reading that clause either. <laughs> what can I tell you, buddy? Take it up with Consumer Affairs. All right, just give me my car and let me get the hell out of here. That's going to be a problem. <laughs> Why? It's all the way in the back. We can't get it out of a couple of days. What are you talking about? I want my car! We ask that you please bear with us. Bear with you? This is a parking lot. People are supposed to be able to get their cars. Ideally. You know, I'm not saying he should beat Elaine, but he deserves to have won a matchup and possibly, you know, even further if he didn't have to battle Elaine here. So, Amir, what's your take on Jiffy Park, Jiffy Dump guy? You know, I, I think you're absolutely right. That guy is just magic every time he's on screen. Um, but there's a reason Elaine is part of the core four. Um, everyone loves JLD. She is, you know, a national treasure at this point. Uh, if she gets Corona, I'll be sadder than Tom Hanks. Um, so, you know, I, I think you got to get it. The only people voting for the Jiffy Park guy are the sickies. <laughs> All right. So th that's three nothing, right, Akiva? Yeah, yeah. This is not a question. Yeah. Let's All not right. get too cute. All right. Not too cute. Uh, like we almost did when we voted for Ramon over Kramer last week. <laughs> mm -hmm. All right. Uh, another weak matchup here in the second round. It's, it's Russell Dalrymple, who I'm kind of surprised beat Cousin Jeffrey. Get a good look, Costanza. <laughs> Going up against George Steinbrenner, who I'm kind of surprised beat Rabbi Glickman. You uh, wanted to see me, Mr. Steinbrenner? Yes, George, I did. Come in. Come in. George, the word around the office is that you're a communist. <laughs> a communist? I, I am a Yankee, sir, first and foremost. You know, George, it struck me today that a communist pipeline into the vast reservoir of Cuban baseball talent could be the greatest thing ever to happen to this organization. Sir? You could be invaluable to this franchise. George, there's a southpaw down there nobody's been able to get a look at. Something Rodriguez. I don't really know his name. You get yourself down to Havana right away. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Do my best. Good. Merry Christmas, George. And uh, bring me back some of those cigars in the cedar boxes. You know, the ones with the fancy rings? I love those fancy rings. They kind of distract you while you're smoking. The red and yellow are nice. It looks good against the brown of the cigar. The Maduro, I like the Maduro wrapper. The darker, the better. That's what I say. Of course, the Claro's good, too. That's more of a pale brown, almost like a milky coffee. I find the ring size very confusing. They have it in centimeters, which I don't really... Uh, Amir, 
what's your take on those first two matchups that those guys had? Uh, Russell over Cousin Jeffrey and Steinbrenner over the rabbi. I, I was never a big Russell Dalrymple fan. That being said, I mean, I hear voting for him only because we know who he is. Um, I think I still would have voted for Cousin Jeffrey because every mention of him is funny. So he would have gotten my vote personally. And I, I'm, a, I'm a general Steinbrenner fan. Glickman doesn't really do much for me. It's too over the top. It's too ridiculous. Um, he feels more like a later Seinfeld character. Um, so I'm good with Steinbrenner. Now, you have a brother who's a rabbi. Does the Rabbi Glickman depiction offend him as a rabbi? No, it offends him as a comedian. Yes, exactly. Um, all right, so who are you voting for between Steinbrenner and Dalrymple here? Yeah, as I said, Dalrymple does nothing for me. Um, yeah. He's just an extra. Uh, I mean, Steinbrenner does have some moments. He was ahead of the curb on uh, trying to have relations with Cuba again, so he gets a point for that. So let's, uh, let's let him move along. All right, uh, Keith, I'm going to let you get a good look here. Yeah, this is tough. I think you could go either way. This might be the hardest matchup, the hardest decision we're going to have to make today. Although the next decision, you know, I don't know, to some people could be hard. I think I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with the boss. I think I, I think that George Steinbrenner is just a better, ultimately like more iconic. Like I, I here's how we should view it. What would the series be like without this character? So without the Jiffy Park Jiffy Dump guy, the series loses literally zero percent of its quality, right? Yeah, just some good without jokes. without without um some of Elaine's bosses, you could argue the series gets three percent better. You know, maybe you hate Mr. Pitt, and maybe he actually, his war is negative, okay? So the higher war, I think, without Dalrymple, the show is probably worse, but it's possible he would be replaced by an all-star, whereas there's no way to replace George Steinbrenner. So to me, Steinbrenner has to move on. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you. Dalrymple's kind of a, a blah. I love Bob Balligan. I think he's a great actor. Um, he does more in Friends, probably, than he does in Seinfeld. So George Steinbrenner... With the voice by Larry David advances to the Sweet 16. Let's get to the next matchup, probably the toughest matchup in this region, although Akiva thought the last one was. Uh, Kenny Banya against Jay Peterman. It's not tough for me because I've never liked Banya. I don't like Banya. I don't like Mendy's. Uh, we discussed that and edited out of last week's episode. Why do they call it Oval Team? The mug is round. The jar is round. They should call it Round Team. <laughs> Let's go, Jerry. Go! So I'm definitely voting for Peterman here. Uh, Amir, what about you? Yeah, you know, the truth of the matter is, I mean, Peterman is, is an all-timer. I, I don't think we should, uh, we should underrate Banya, though, especially for the fact that Banya kind of represents all of the comedy that Seinfeld hates, and they use him as, like, a conduit to make fun of uh, everyone else that's not, not Seinfeld. You know, in the, uh, yeah. in the butter shave, he's there to represent, you know, all the shows that followed Seinfeld, uh, I'm sure you have them ranked right at some point. <laughs> I think Akiva, did, you did that once on your podcast with Rob. No, I, I watched every show that was on Must See TV Thursday. Yes, with Rob on the Seinfeld podcast. Right. So, so, so Kenny Banya is the uh, the suddenly Susan of uh, of this bracket. So I think yeah. he deserves a shout out, and he's also responsible for the gold Jerry Gold, which is always a quotable line. Uh, that being said, Peterman is unbelievable. And we can talk about it more because he's going to get to the next round. Yeah, I agree. I think this is a little bit of a mismatch. That noise. That's the noise. What? That infernal rattling sound that has plagued me these past two days and I could not find the source. In my office. In the hallway. Even in the men's room. Shame on you, Elaine. No, no, Mr. Peterman. That wasn't me. That reminds me of the Haitian voodoo rattle torture. <laughs> You haven't gone over to their side, have you? No, Mr. Peterman. 
Because if I hear one more rattle, just one, you're out on your can. And if you are undead, I'll find out about that too. Fanya, I have no problem with him, but but Peterman is 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 a tier above him in terms of uh, you know a Seinfeld ability. Yeah, I will say this for Peterman: it's going to be tough for him as he continues to advance in the tournament. He's a little bit one note. Like when we first meet him, he's very funny, sort of the way he talks in his stories. And but it's it sort of it gets a little bit old by like seasons eight and nine, I think. Try and turn him into like the the Heart of Darkness character, but he um, I don't know he gets a little bit one note to me. But he's definitely going to win this matchup. And the final matchup in the Elaine region, the final spot on the Sweet 16, does it go to Rachel Goldstein? The exact opposite of Beth Luckner in many ways. Good morning. Hey. 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 Good morning. Kramer. <laughs> I want to thank you again for last night. You really saved me. What happened? Well, I almost tried the lobster. But Kramer stopped me. Well, I knew you'd regret it for the rest of your life. You're right. I would have. Hey, look at this guy. A little breakfast? Yeah. And uh, you eat eggs, don't you? Yes, I do. <laughs> Thank you. Mm. These are delicious. Where did you learn to make eggs like this? Mm. These are so good. Oh. Enjoying them? Mm-hmm. Oh, good. <laughs> you know, you might want to try eating it with one of these. There's lobster in these eggs? Not that much. You know, they tend to shrink in the water. Where does it go to Bob Cobb? Uh, you know, you haven't been around for a while. Oh, uh, yeah, I've been at my house in Tuscany. Oh, Tuscany, yeah. You hear that, Jerry? That's in Italy. Yeah. I hear it's uh, beautiful there. Well, if you're thinking of getting a place there, don't bother. There's really nothing available. Hmm? So you say. What about his house in Tuscany? You mentioned that? Yeah. I'm invited. Mm. You know, when I told him it was beautiful there, out of the clear blue sky, he says there's nothing to rent. As if he doesn't want anyone else there. Why? I don't know. Maybe he's embarrassed by Americans. Yeah, well, maybe there aren't any houses to rent there. In all of Tuscany? I wonder. Now, Akiva, you were anti-Bob Cobb on the last episode. You actually voted for Ruthie Cohn, didn't you? Uh, did I vote for... No, I hate Ruthie Cohn. Oh, somebody voted for Ruthie Cohn. It was two to one. It must have been. Uh, it must have been Sally Splasher. It wasn't me. <laughs> All right. Who are you voting I, for between the Maestro? It, oh, I think she hated the Maestro. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, she hated the Maestro. I, I'm going to go with Rachel Goldstein, but there, let, let's just put Peterman in the Elite Eight. This is absurd. Amir, are you, are you okay with him skipping rounds here? Yeah. Um. You know. You know. I. I think. I think I would have been on the same page. I think I would have had Ruthie Cohn through because you know at the end of the day she's the person that shows up every day. She does the dirty work. She's she there. rides the she horse. Does what she's supposed to. Yeah. She rode the horse when she was asked to, even though she was probably uncomfortable in that thing. Um, I don't love either of these characters. Um, Rachel Goldstein is kind of, you know, a nobody to me. Um, she's just a, a, another girlfriend in the list. Um, I would give it to Bob Cobb, but I'm not happy about it. Yeah, I'm going to vote for Bob Cobb also. Rachel Goldstein, she was a snitch. Like, there was no reason for her to tell George's girlfriend what she thought she saw. I feel like that was like a violation of, uh, of you know, etiquette. Yeah, it's, it's a classic bros before hoes situation, then, you know, it's not right. So I, I, guess, I guess you're saying that she was putting her, her hoe, her, girl, her female friend, ahead of the bro. Correct. All right. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. Uh, all right, so we're going to vote for, for the maestro. So he's going to advance two to one here. And um, yeah, he's going to go up against Jay Peterman. Going to be a, uh, an interesting matchup for those two. Two men who did Elaine ever date Mr. Peterman? I know, like the first time they met, they went out to dinner, and and you know that's where she got the job, and they seemed like there was a lot of flirtation going on. But I don't know if she really, if they ever really uh, 
you know, he claims later that he slept with Susie, right? With Elaine's, you know, fake character that Peggy confuses Elaine for. And he makes that claim when he speaks at her funeral, doesn't he? Their passionate love affair. Yeah, but he also, in uh, in his book, I believe, he tells Elaine she can throw in a uh, a section about her. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So they never did, yes. Although, yeah, Jay Pruderman claims that he succumbed to temptation with Susie. And Jay Pruderman a little bit fast and loose with his stories, it seems like. Well, it's better than talking about what channels are cable. Yeah, the very pants that he was trying to return. <laughs> All right, okay, so, so that's, that's the end of that region. Let's go to the George region. George starts out playing Babs Kramer. That's it, Babs Kramer, nasty woman. Many a night I had to throw her out on the street, drunken stumble bum. Babs Kramer, who Allie brought in as a uh, last-second nomination, replaced FDR, beat Mike Moffat, who is such a phony. And now Babs is going up against George. No matter how much we love Babs, this is 3 nothing. We don't need to even spend time discussing it, right? Yeah, I'm actually um, not a huge Babs fan, but I thought that was a really smart move putting her here. Give her at least, you know, one victory. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, she stands no chance. It isn't even worth a discussion. Yeah. All right. We're moving right along to uh, two bosses of George's going up against each other. It's Mr. Kruger against Mr. Wilhelm, Matt Wilhelm. Uh, Akiva, who are you taking here, Kruger or Wilhelm? You go first. You go first. All right. I'm definitely Kruger here, or K. Uger, as he's called when the R falls off. He's just, he's an all-time legend. He, he, nobody cares less about their job than him, even though it's his name on the building. <laughs> would you mind helping me out with some of this stuff? You seem like you got a pretty good handle on it. No, I don't. Don't you even care? This is your company. It's your name on the outside of the building. Speaking of which, the R fell off, and all it says now is K-Uger. K-Uger, that sounds like one of those old-time car horns, huh? K-Uger! K-Uger! <laughs> oh, oh, you are too much, Mr. Kruger! Too much! Thank you, George. You've been great. That's it for me. But, no, no, you're not going out on a high note with me, Mr. Kruger! It's K-Uger! Good night, everybody! And Wilhelm is good, but, you know, Wilhelm is, like, you know, basically a replacement-level boss. He's better than Mr. Morgan. He's a little bit funny. He obviously ends up joining the cult with the carpet cleaners. Mr. Mr. Wilhelm, what are you you doing here? I'm here to clean the carpets. Most of the world is carpeted. And one day, we will do the cleaning. (laughs) Him, you brainwashed? What's he got that I don't have? Wilhelm, listen, you've been abducted. Please, Mr. Wilhelm, you gotta listen to me. Wilhelm? My name is Tanya. But K. Uger, he only shows up in season nine, but he's just incredible. So I'm definitely voting for Mr. Kruger here. What do you think, Amir? Yeah, I think I'm, uh, I, I, I think I'm with you. Um, you know, he's great, and he's the only person that, that makes George seem more responsible. Yeah. Right? It's someone that gets George frustrated that there's essentially another George who's doing to him what he always does. Yeah. Um, and to me, that that comes through, and he's amazing whenever he's in. He's responsible for Coco, um, so he definitely goes through here. Yeah. Akiva, is it a sweep, or are you going to give a, a... Yeah, yeah, it's a sweep. I I, I have no problem, you know, I, I think this is a tough matchup in, in terms of, like, they're both kind of strong secondary characters. But I, I just think Kruger is like, oh, I wish Kruger had been on four seasons, you know? There's so much more you could have done with him. Yeah. So I'm a Kruger guy. And you wish you could have had a boss like Mr. Kruger, because, you know, you could have... Uh... 
you know, I wish I had around. a boss at all. Yeah. I, I, I like any boss at this point. <laughs> True. All right, uh, let's get to uh, Jackie Childs. He beat Marcelino in the first round. I was a little upset about it. Uh, Amir, are you a Marcelino fan? Because my uh, co-host and guest last week were not. Yeah, I mean, even he's above the policy, not above the policy. So yeah, how could exactly. you not be a fan? Yes. Someday, uh, maybe you can do him a favor. But today is not that day because it's Jackie Childs that advanced. <laughs> it's outrageous, egregious, preposterous. <laughs> it's definitely preposterous. And he's going up against Morty Seinfeld. He stole my wallet. The bum stole my wallet. I have my wallet in my back pocket. It's gone. Are you sure? Yes, I'm sure. I wanted to get my x-ray. Somebody takes my wallet. Is that the operation here? Mr. Seinfeld, I'm Dr. Denbrough. I've been going over your x-rays. I'm not interested in the x-rays. I want my money back. Somebody stole my wallet. I had $225 in there. Well, I don't see how something like that could have happened. Oh, you don't see. You don't see. <laughs> well, it happened. Believe me. What's going on? They stole my wallet. What? Yeah. Well, I was in getting x-rayed. All right, Mr. Seinfeld, I am sorry about your wallet, but would you like me to look over these x-rays? What kind of clip joint you're running here? Oh. <laughs> All right. Fine. You know, Jackie, sort of like Mr. Peterman, he's funny when we first meet him, but he's, he sort of does the same thing every time. And I guess it's funny to see how each of his humiliations becomes more public and more dramatic. So that's a little bit funny. Um, he obviously, he gets to discover how real and spectacular Sidra really is. So that's a big win for Jackie. That's the biggest win he's going to get because he's not beating Morty Seinfeld, right? Yeah, I mean, Morty Seinfeld sold raincoats in the garment district for 38 years. Yeah. The man knows what he's doing. He's going to make it through here. Yeah. Uh, Akiva, is this another sweep? Sweep. Sweep. Yeah. And as Ali said last week at the end of the podcast, like this second round happens to not have a lot of close matchups. For whatever reason, there's a it's lot true. of chalk in this match in this round. Yeah, so. yeah Sweet 16 is, is much rougher. Yeah, the next round it's going to get tough. And the reason is because Morty Seinfeld, he's going to be battling against either Tim Watley or Frank Costanza. Tim Wadley only in five episodes, but, you know, one of the legends of, of the group of characters who are only in five or six episodes. Tim! George, you know Tim Wadley. Yeah, dentist of the stars. What's up? I'll tell you what's up. I'm a Jew. <laughs> Excuse me? I'm a Jew. I finished converting two days ago. Oh, well. Welcome aboard. <laughs> Thanks. So I'll see you tomorrow? Yeah, I have a cavity lower left. Hey, uh, were you just at the health club? Oh, yeah. No, oh, we must have just missed you. Ah, oh, well, I didn't do much. I just sat in the sauna. You know, it was more like a Jewish workout. <laughs> That's it. Tim Watley really advances. He's probably a top ten character. But Frank Costanza, you know, arguably the best character outside the 4-4, and some may even go further mm -hmm. than that. Hello? This is Frank Costanza. What do you want? You think you can keep us out of Florida? We're moving in lock, stock, and barrel. We're going to be in a pool. We're going to be in a clubhouse. We're going to be all over that shuffleboard court. And I dare you to keep me out! So, I'm voting for Frank Costanza here. Yeah, Tim Watley. I think both Costanza parents are, are definitely threats to win it. Yeah. Um, so, you're voting for Frank over Tim, right? Y yes. Amir, any argument the other way? No, this is this is going to be a clean sweep for me. I, I mean, yeah. we can discuss him in the next round when I think he has a really tough matchup. Um, but, you know, Tim Wally, as much as we love him, this is not, you know, the best acting he's done. Um, and, you know, Frank is just an all-timer. Yeah. All right. So we did quick work in that round. We had uh, a bunch of 3 nothing matchups. It's Frank, Morty, Mr. Kruger, and George. Uh, Mr. Kruger, clearly the uh, odd man out in that foursome. 
Let's get to the final region. We have Kramer. Kramer beat Ramon in the first round. Amir, do you want to explain to Akiva how disrespectful he was to Ramon, or more really to Ramon's two friends in last week's episode? To see Ramon? Exactly. And Amir, Akiva didn't even understand the reference. Yeah, no. R- R- Ramon is great. And you're right. More importantly, his two friends are great. I was once at a Seinfeld trivia, I believe, where they asked for like those friends' names. <laughs> I, to this day, I can't remember what it was. Freddy? I'm going to guess one of them is Freddy. I don't know why. Yeah, the, the best part of going to a Seinfeld trivia is that the floor is so high. Yeah. Like, if you've only seen every episode 20 times, you're going to be the worst team there. Yeah. It's amazing because, yeah, we all think that we're, like, super Seinfeld nerds, but there's so many super Seinfeld nerds out there. It's really incredible. Yeah, I still remember, like, one of the questions was when Kramer stocks up on food, like, how much did he pay for, like, the meatballs? And the answer was some ridiculous exact number you had to get. And people got it. Yeah, yeah. There were like three yeah. teams that got it on the nose. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, so Kramer's going up against Nana. Would you? Hello? Hello. I need to speak to Jerry. Oh, it's you. We were just talking about you. Listen, Jerry doesn't want to talk to you. Nobody wants to talk to you. So why don't you just... Drop dead. <laughs> huh? Hey. All right. Any word from Nana? No. Nana? Yeah, my grandma's missing. Missing? Yeah. I think it might have something to do with those checks. Um. What does Nana sound like? Like a grandmother. Why? Well, I'm. Oh, you hung up on my Nana? I don't know. Maybe. You told Nana to drop dead. It's possible. Yes, it is. All right. This, this is not even worth discussing. I'm just moving on. Kramer wins 3 nothing. Yeah. Babu Bot. Next it. Yeah, Babu Bot goes up against Uncle Leo. Now, Amir, I voted for uh, Mickey last round, but Babu beat him. Uh, what's your take on that? Did you vote for Izzy Mandelbaum or, or did me rally in the other half of this matchup? I think you voted, voted for, for Izzy Mandelbaum, but I don't really remember. I might have. Uh, Amir, tell us your take on both of those. So, Babu Bado so, over Mickey. Yeah, this feels a little bit like the Yev Kassem thing to me. Yeah. Where, you know, Babu Bada is the guy that, like, people who don't really watch Seinfeld would love because he's famous and he's got the, the wag. They're not human. They're very bad. <laughs> very, very, very bad. Now, the issue with him also is he falls into that looking back is kind of a little bit of like a racist character and it makes you uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, so I think I would have put Mickey through because I think they were actually like a little progressive on the Mickey stuff. Um, and I always enjoyed seeing him. But, you know, it is what it is. And again, they're going up against Uncle Leo here. So I'm not sure how much difference it would make. Yeah. I got your package. How did you get my package? Leo's got your package? What should I do with it? I don't know what you should do with it. Tell him to open it. I'm not going to treat my uncle like a bomb-diffusing robot. <laughs> Jerry, your cousin Jeffrey's in a Parks Department production of the Mercado. I want you to come see it with me. Open the package, Leo. <laughs> okay. Opening! Akiva, any disagreement there? No, I'm, I'm on the same page. Yeah. All right. Uncle Leo advances 3 nothing. Yeah. And, and literally, mm-hmm. as I said to you this week, Alex, you don't just overcook a hamburger. Yes, exactly. You really don't. All right. Um, let's get to Lloyd Braun against Joe Bookman. Lloyd Braun, first of all, Akiva voted for Crazy Joe Devola over Lloyd Braun. Amir. Here you go. 
This? Yeah. Hundred dollars worth. I gave you a hundred dollars? Sure did. Am I crazy or is that a lot of gum? It's a lot of gum. Try and justify that decision by by Akiva last uh, The only thing I can say is crazy. We're not crazy, and you're crazy. Lloyd Brunt did not respond to my LinkedIn message asking him to record a message saying previously on Renap. So that was, to be fair, I think, punishment for Lloyd. And he's getting punished today. I'm going with Bookman again. I hear what you're saying, but Alex, is it me or is that a bad boat by Akiva? You're a comedian. You make people laugh. I try. You think this is all a big joke, don't you? <laughs> no, I don't. I saw you on TV once. I remembered your name from my list. I looked it up. Sure enough, it checked out. You think because you're a celebrity that somehow the law doesn't apply to you, that you're above the law? Certainly not. Well, let me tell you something funny, boy. <laughs> you know that little stamp? The one that says New York Public Library? Well, that may not mean anything to you, but that means a lot to me. One whole hell of a lot. Sure, go ahead, laugh if you want to. I've seen your type before. Flashy, making the scene, flaunting convention. Yeah, I know what you're thinking. Why's this guy making such a big stink about old library books? Well, let me give you a hint, Junior. Maybe we can live without libraries, people like you and me, maybe. Sure, we're too old to change the world. But what about that kid sitting down, opening a book right now in a branch of the local library and finding drawings of peepees and wee-wees and a cat in the hat and the five Chinese brothers? Doesn't he deserve better? Look, if you think this is about overdue fines and missing books, you better think again. This is about that kid's right to read a book without getting his mind warped. Or... Maybe that turns you on, Seinfeld. Maybe that's how you get your kicks. You and your good time buddies. Well, I got a flash for you, Joy Boy. Party time is over. You got seven days, Seinfeld. That is one week. <laughs> now I'm voting for Lloyd Braun, obviously. Yeah, listen, you know, Bookman might be, of all the characters, the person who does the most with one episode. He's unbelievable. He's great. Whenever it comes on, I laugh. But, you know, Braun is an all-timer. There's a reason that they kept on bringing him back. There's a reason that they, you know, switched actors and the, and then the new guy just kind of nailed it. He's a guy that, you know, I want to see whenever he comes on screen. I'm excited. Love what they did with him. Love how they changed him around. And uh, let's keep him going. So let's get to our last matchup in the Thrifty 32. It's Mr. Ross against Newman. Ooh. Dear Henry... Last night with you was bliss. I fear my orgasm has left me a cripple. I don't know how I shall ever get back to work. I love you madly, John. P.S. Love the cabin. Well, we, uh, we yeah, really should be. Heading out, uh, you know, it's a time. The fox! My letters! Give me that! <laughs> Who told you to open it? Who's John? Who's John? I knew it! <laughs> John Cheever dead! You and John Cheever? Yes! Yes, he was the most wonderful person I've ever known. And I loved him deeply. In a way you could never understand. <laughs> Jerry hates to miss the coming attractions. Yeah, and because of the yeah. time. Time is yeah. what he's indicating there. Uh, anyway, onward and upward. 
any argument for Mr. Ross oh. here. No, I like him. He's totally fine. But the, he was just happy to have won a matchup. Yeah. He loses 68-48 in the second round here. All right, Amir, you're in agreement, I assume? Yeah, this is a straight-up 3-0. Uh, you know, I'm actually not even the biggest Newman fan. Um, there's a few scenes of his that stick out to me, and I love him. All right! <laughs> but hear me and hear me well. The day will come. Oh, yes. Mark my words, Seinfeld. Your day of reckoning is coming when an evil wind will blow through your little play world and wipe that smug smile off your face. And I'll be there in all my glory, watching, watching as it all comes crumbling down. <laughs> Against Mr. Ross, I think he just, uh, he trounces him. All right. So we got our Sweet 16. Not a lot of controversy or even tough decision-making here. I say we jump into the next round, and here is where things might get a little bit tighter. No, uh, we agreed to stop. We could do the next round if it's eight minutes. What, what do you mean? We, we, this podcast has been like 20 minutes. Our next minutes. guest has, has a hard out. Uh, yeah, our next guest has a hard out. All right, we're going to go one more round, all right? One minute per round. L- let's vote on this, Amir. Amir, do you vote for one more round? Yeah, I could. You know, honestly, I could even vote for half a round. <laughs> We could do one half of the Sweet 16. Let's see. Yeah. All right. If okay, we're not fine. Going fast enough, so we have we're going to stay we're going to stay right where we are. Newman against Lloyd Braun. How about this? How about let's let's ask are there any are there any of the eight brackets that we don't even need to discuss? Like Soup Nazi versus Stell. Can we just put a Stell in the Wait, Elite? Hold eight? on a second. Let, let's just go in sequence, all right? We're, we're staying where we are. Lloyd Braun against Newman. Takes takes anybody? Newman. 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 That's it. Honestly, honestly, Newman say hello to the Elite. Eight. It feels like Newman is the easy one here. Uh, you know, I, I kind of want to give it to Lloyd Braun. I think he's a more complicated character. Um, I think they do more with him. Newman's great, but at the end of the day, he is somewhat limited by what they do with him. You know, I, I think I'm going to be um, counter to Kiva here. I'm going to go with Lloyd Braun and leave it up to Alex. I appreciate that. I think that's the right decision because it should not be a sweep. The reason I'm going to vote for Newman is this. Um, in, in trying to find the clip that I was going to play for the character Newman on this here podcast... I watched a 15-minute uh, Best of Newman uh, compilation on YouTube, and I was, like, dying on the floor for 15 minutes. Lloyd Braun, as good as he is, the total amount of, of quality that he brings is, you know, like, three or four minutes. He does Newman just, the, the depth of, look, there's a, Newman was on a 48 episodes. He just has so much more to work with. So Lloyd Braun, an incredible character, but Newman just, he has more there. So L- Lloyd Braun's, his PER might be higher, but if you do the, the gross accumulation of, of laughs, Newman's definitely going to advance. So Newman, welcome to the Elite Eight. Yeah, that's definitely right. I just wanted to make a case the yeah. other way. No, no, I, I agree with that. Um, <laughs> that, was, right. that, was a, that was a sports talk radio show move. Yeah, well, we have a similar one, I think, now with Uncle Leo against Kramer. Are you going to try the same thing, or is Kramer going to sweep this one? I mean, do I have to try the same thing and <laughs> like mean it? Because in all honesty, I mean, I love Kramer, and, and I know I keep coming back to this well, but Kramer, as someone mentioned last week, is the first person you fall in love with. Um, and while he is great, you start to realize over time other characters are more complicated. I really, really love Uncle Leo. Now, again, part of that is because we're three Jews sitting on a podcast and we all know 13 Uncle Leos that go to each of our synagogues. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I'm again, I, I, I want to see Uncle Leo go. I don't need to see Kramer here. There are other core people I, I'll see through. I'm going to say Uncle Leo. Screw it. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, Akiva, what about you? But I'm going with Kramer, and unless Alex wants to be a troll, he's picking Kramer, too. Yeah, I'm going to go with Kramer. I love Uncle Leo. It's, it's a similar situation. I mean, I think Uncle Leo, again, because he was on 15 episodes, so we got more of Uncle Leo than Lloyd Braun. Like, the scene in the bathroom where he's arguing with Jerry over, like, the, the value of the watch, 
So you found that watching a garbage can, huh? Yeah. In fact, it was right after I ran into you. Oh. <laughs> you know, a friend of mine has a watch just like that. I'd love to replace it for him as a gift. Well, I haven't seen too many like these. <laughs> yeah, I know. Maybe uh, you want to sell me that one. Oh, sure. <laughs> Hang on a second. I got a little composition for you. All right, 200. But that's as high as I can go. I really think you're being unreasonable here. Jerry, I give you the watch. It's not the money. I happen to like it. Look, I happen to know how much that watch costs. It's a $60 watch. You paid 40 to get it fixed. That's $100. I'm offering you 200 I've never seen a band like this. Oh, right. 300 plus 50 for the repair. 350 That's it. You have it on you? Yeah, I think I do. This is unbelievable. What the... The way he grabs Jerry's arm so you can never escape... Um, you know, obviously the yeah. fact that he accuses everybody of anti-Semitism, there, there's so much there, but yeah. Kramer's... You know, you, you know people in shul like Alex. I'd say he's like Alex, Amir. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Like, I'd also argue that he kind of has, like, the soul of Cousin Jeffrey as part of him. Like, it's almost yeah. like yeah. the Highlander where, like, he took Cousin he Jeffrey's power also. Jeffrey. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. especially because we don't even know if... It, it's, it's not impossible that Jeffrey doesn't exist. He, he always no shows and and Leo well, just maybe he's dead. Maybe like cousin Leo killed him and and just keeps talking about him. Yeah, entirely. He used possible. to be alive, but now he's not. Now we do know that Uncle Leo. There's the scene where he's in prison, right, for having a stolen. Remember with the with the with mm -hmm. the Jerry hello tattooed on his fingers. So you're saying you're saying he's capable of fraud and creating a cousin just to collect um, tax oh, deductions. Absolutely, yeah. So that's going to leave us with the Kramer versus Newman Elite Eight battle, which we'll have to deal with in another episode. But that's going to be a dynamite affair, and I think we're going to have to have uh, some punches thrown there. Let's get to uh, the Costanza region now. Who's going to the Elite Eight? Uh, we'll start with George against Mr. Kruger. Uh, this is 3 nothing for George, obviously. So we're just going to move on to Morty Seinfeld against Frank Costanza, the fathers of the two core figures. To me, there's a clear answer here. And to me, the fact that they're battling each other is absolutely perfect. They hate each other in real life. The Seinfelds want nothing to do with the Costanzas. Amir, are, do, is this obvious to you, or, or do you have a vote? Uh, you know, you it, it, it is pretty obvious to me. And again, I do appreciate that this battle is going to be all over the shuffleboard court. Yes. Um, you know, Morty is going to try and defeat him with, uh, you know, some cheap fabric and dim lighting. But, I mean, <laughs> the power of Frank Costanza is just way too much. And, you know, to me, he's going to walk over Morty Seinfeld. Yeah. Um, uh, Akiva, is it a sweep? Yeah, it's a sweep, but it is a great matchup. I love that the dads are, are facing off, and obviously George wins the next matchup. So it, the this is a great matchup, but George versus Frank is is the best we've had so far. Yeah. No, oh, I agree. I mean, when I when I did my Seinfeld character rankings, I had George and Frank in the top two spots. And I think both uh, Morty and Frank are more distilled versions of their sons. Jerry's a little more normal than Morty, and George, I think, actually is a little more normal than Frank. Like, you wonder, or I wonder... How did Frank live to 70 years old? Like, how did he survive life being like the complete psychopath that he is? Mm -hmm. You know, I, I mean, I, I guess the answer is just him and Estelle sort of just balance each other out. And they have like the perfect chemistry to survive each other and no one else. I mean, that's actually a good point. Do we ever see a single friend ever of Estelle and Frank Costanza? Do they have any friends or associates? Well, I think they're jealous of the Costanzas, right? Like they want, they wish the Costanzas, you know, are they, they're jealous of the Seinfelds. Yeah. Like they wish the Seinfelds liked them and invited them. Uh, wait, don't, doesn't George once walk in and they're having dinner with people or no? No, they're, they were, they're going to a catered affair, they say. I'm just trying to think. He never walks in. So they got, they got an invite somewhere. Yeah. yeah. I mean, when they have their, when they have the Festivus dinner, all the guests are, are friends of, of Jerry and, and Kramer and Elaine. 
Right. Yeah. yeah. So which means which would really imply they have no friends of their own. Yeah. Um, although the Seinfelds, I mean, the Seinfelds are flying back and forth. They're going to like various weddings and funerals, so they seem to know people. So yeah. Well, the Seinfelds also have all those people come in in Florida. No, uh, they have they have friends in two states. Yeah, yeah they have friends in Del Buca Vista. Yeah, for sure. I mean, although obviously they they end up burning a lot of those bridges when he gets voted out of uh, Del Buca Vista stage three. But um, all right, okay. So let's get to the other side of the region. We have uh, two. We have four more Sweet Sixteen matchups to go. Jerry Seinfeld against David Putty. Amir, lead us off on this one. They have a lot in common, right? They have the same move, and it really comes down to whether you like uh, a clockwise swirl, a counterclockwise swirl. Putty is amazing, but um, Jerry is the heart and soul of this show. Um, so I'm going to have to say Jerry does the move better, and he's going to move on. Oh, wow. Akiva? Yeah, I wish I wish we could test them out, but I agree. I think Jerry... <laughs> <laughs> I think Jerry's got to win. On who? Who's the guinea pig here? Who would, I mean, who's turning down Jerry and Putty? I don't think anybody. Yeah. Would. All right. I'm I mean, open. isn't the answer Elaine, right? She's yeah, the guess, person who can yeah. judge. Yes. Yeah, we it. could just ask Elaine. Yeah. Maybe Drew Louis Dreyfus does it like an AMA. We could say, like, we did the move better. Yeah. Jerry or David. Okay. So Jerry advances to the Elite Eight. And, and who will he face? The Soup Nazi or Estelle Costanza? The answer is Estelle Costanza. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this could be, the spread here is like 47 and a half. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's almost too bad that um, Frank and George are in the Costanza bracket. Yeah. Because I could see a scenario where there are three Costanzas in the final four. Oh, agreed. Absolutely. Absolutely. Definitely Chester possible. really messed up with the bracket. I agree. I, I, what? I'm not going to manipulate it to get my desired results. Mm-hmm. That would be messing up. Should have seeded the two seeds. Yeah. Well, I did in order of appearances. So, okay, let's go to Elaine against George Steinbrenner. Uh, again, this is even a bigger blowout, I think, than the Soup Nazi against um, Estelle. Right. Yeah, I think I think when you look at this side of the bracket, I think we can immediately just team up Elaine and Jay Peterman. They're a couple anyways, and they do great together. I think it's going to be a nice uh, final eight, uh, a lead eight battle here. All right, so Jay Peterman definitely beating the maestro, you're saying? I don't even think it's a question. Uh, I'm going to vote for the maestro, actually. Akiva, it's up to you. No, Peterman, stop. No. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I'm still confused how, how the maestro uh, how the maestro got here. Again, the fact yeah. that we're, we're calling him Bob Cobb, we're not even respecting him. Yeah. Yeah, no. I think the answer, how did he get here? Because he played Ruthie Cohn in the first round. Mm-hmm. He faced Rachel Goldstein in the second round. He just had easy matchups. But, okay, so Mr. Peterman is going to advance. Mr. Peterman clearly is the weakest of the uh, Elite Eight contestants, though. Right. Yeah, that seems clear. Without a doubt. I would say, yeah, it's a very strong Elite Eight, and he is he is the weak link. I would agree. All right. Now, Akiva, can we keep pushing forward, or are we going to wrap this up? Absolutely not. We uh, uh, our, our next guest has a hard out. we got to go. All right. We got another guest. Oh, okay. oh for, for the uh, patron podcast, for, you mean? For the patron episode, right. yeah. Okay. Sorry. We started this late. All right. So, Amir, thanks for joining us. Just to recap, in the Elite Eight, we're going to have Jerry Seinfeld against Estelle Costanza, Elaine Bennis against Jay Peterman, Cosmo Kramer against Newman, no first name, and George Frank, uh, the father-son Costanza battle in the final region. So I'm very excited should, for some real life. Should there be a fan time. vote? Should it be like me and you? I mean, if Amir wants to come back, he's welcome to. And Ali, but I don't think – I think they're both – like, sh- if if we can't get a guess, should we have the fans have, have one-third of the vote or one-fifth of the vote or something? So we'd have them vote ahead of time, and then we know their results already? Something like that. Uh, yeah, we could talk about that. We can figure that out. Okay, fine. Exactly how we're going to work it. All right, Amir. So uh, thanks very much. We uh, where where can we hear you, Amir, or find you when you're not uh, uh, you guesting on this podcast? Uh, you can hear me on this very podcast. You just heard yes. me for the last forty minutes or so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's the, what episode of the Seinfeld podcast? Oh, the uh, the, the chicken roasters. Who would you play in the chicken roaster? Uh, a fan. Oh, I know who he played. He played YouTube. Elaine, right? Yeah, uh, I yeah. believe there's even a comment from a random person that says something to the light of a guy playing Elaine, gross, which is very non-progressive. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. 
All right, Amir, I don't think you're gross. Uh, thanks very much for joining Thank us. You. And uh, I'll see you at the next fire pit. Thank you. And, and yeah, if I can leave you with one thing, I'll say, you know, as people are going to be more and more quarantines, I think maybe we should up uh, how many podcasts a week you guys do. <laughs> Give people something to listen to. Uh, of course, we have much less topics to talk about, but sure. <laughs> We're going to do a March Madness podcast next week. I have an idea. Tell me what you think about this and then we could go. Amir, because if, if Alex hears from somebody else that I have a good idea, he, he'll say, okay, but if he hears it straight from me, he's not interested. Well, the, what, we put, what, what are, are you, me, and I'm, your, and I'm my wife? Like, that's not true. We put all 64, we have a bracket. It's the jersey numbers from all four sports. So it's like one goes up against 64 and two goes up against 63, and we select the 10 best people who have ever worn that jersey, at least one from each of the four major sports. I mean, honestly, just, I'm, I'm shocked yeah. that Alex doesn't love this idea. I'm well, sure he has. Well, I, I haven't pitched it. Numbers. I haven't it pitched great. it. I'm pitching it now. We've been doing the jersey numbers before, and I already have those charts, obviously. Yeah, but what if we put them? What if we did it in my sort of my form? We have a third guest, so it's not just your chart. It's the top ten from each sport, but you get one. You need at least one, max one NHL guy, and then minimum one from the other three majors. Um, yeah, we can do that. I think. And obviously, like the the high, you know, anything fifty to sixty four is going to suffer. Fifty one sixty four is going to suffer in the NBA and baseball, but maybe we'll do better with linemen and linebackers in the NFL, stuff like that. Yeah, no, not bad. That's not bad. Okay, maybe maybe next week or in two weeks. All right, all righty. Okay, Amir, thanks for joining us. All right, thanks, thanks guys. Amir. Enjoy. Bye. -bye. Bye. Bye. <laughs>